This is Joe. And this is Nat. And you're listening to the Getting Better with Age podcast, the show that helps you navigate midlife challenges and turn them into opportunities to grow and evolve into a happier, healthier, and more empowered you. And remember, getting older doesn't mean that the best years have to be behind you. We believe, like a fine wine, you and your life can get better with age. And we're here to show you exactly how to do that. So grab a glass of vino, kick off your shoes, and join us in discovering how to make the next chapter of your life the best one yet. Hey, everyone. It's Joe. And it's Nat. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Better with Age. What's up, wifey? Oh, nothing much. Bit tired today. Yeah? Why are you tired? Busy, busy day yesterday. (laughs) Very busy day. (laughs) It's funny. Based on the topic we're going to talk about today, it's like, that's kind of how I feel. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, we had a a wonderful night with some friends over, had a little barbecue and um, doing all those summer things, which we love to do. But um, today we're going to talk about something which is very important at that midlife part of the journey. It's something that we all have to deal with. It's inevitable. It's a topic that I find that very often people don't want to talk about and yeah, will avoid talking about because I think it's very uncomfortable. It brings up a lot of stuff for people. Lot of stuff, there's a lot, a lot of fear around it. Yeah. And yeah. and that's exactly why we're doing it because this is, this is our motto. This is how we live. It's all about let's have these tough conversations. Let's talk about it. Let's get to the truth and understand how things really are. Because I believe in this universe, when we understand how things really are and see them f- through the eyes of the divine, we realize that it's all just part of the journey and it's something that we're all going to go through. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about death. Mm. Now we're going to talk about primarily, you know, losing loved ones. And we're ultimately going to talk about our death because I know there are some people out there. It amazes me. Like people, I don't want to even think about, you know, dying. I'm like, we're all gonna die it's gonna happen. like there hasn't been a person who's been born into this world that hasn't made their transition at some point you know i think the goal is ultimately to make that transition at a happier longer period in life and i think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why we start we decided to do this because recently you know i just actually saw a post today somebody uh on facebook posted about they lost their son it was the anniversary of their son's death five years ago and, you know, I, I think losing a, a child is probably the, the worst thing a person can go through on the face of this or earth. Parent, especially, yeah. Yeah, you know, because there's, there's that natural order of things. Yep. And I saw it when my dad passed away. Um, my grandmother was this old fashioned Italian woman and, you know, her family was everything. And, you know, and to see the heartbreak that she went through to lose her son, she must have been, my dad was 45. So she was probably in her mid 60s, maybe early 70s. And it ruined her like for the rest of her life, you know, she wore black, you know, she lived like 20 years longer and she's still That's what the Italians always. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And she still wore, wore black, black yeah. and she mourned. And like, every time she'd see me, she would cry. Cause I looked a lot like my dad and she just never got over it. It literally broke her heart. So we, we, we understand that, but we're here to talk about today is maybe, you know, this, that thing isn't really such a bad thing after all. So, well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing we're in midlife now, right? So this is when, you see more of it happening. You're losing parents, aunts, uncles, family members who are in that stage of their life. So it could be a difficult time for for many of us. I mean, you know, I know two years ago, I I lost my mom. So it's, it's not an easy thing. 
but I think it's something that we all have to deal with and embrace because it happens. Right. So I think that's a why is it, if it's a natural process of life, why is it a difficult thing to talk about? Because it's it's more, I think, the the unknown and the uncertainty of it. I think, you know, people, you don't know what's going to happen when you die. Some people think you're just done. That's it. You're in the ground. It's over. Some people think there's more to it. You know, there's an energy inside your body. That energy has to go somewhere. Where does it go? Right. Well, and, I, I, and that's the point of the question is because we don't really like dive into it and go, okay, why is it uncomfortable? Why is it that we don't? Because I think, you know, most of us, this is what I believe. I think most of us look at death in a selfish way. Like this person left me. They're no longer going to be here. I don't, I no longer have them to talk to, to communicate, to go out with. And I think when we look at it, death that way, as this person is being this identity that has been in our life is no longer here. And, you know, to be honest, that's kind of a selfish way of looking at it. I think then it becomes depressing, demoralizing, sad, right? all of that. Um, and I know, you know, I, I lost a friend of mine, I guess probably about two years ago. Oh, maybe, no, maybe longer, longer than that. It was okay. before COVID. So okay. that's been three years. All right, so, so it's been that long. Probably about five, and six I, I, years ago. I had a good friend of mine who was going through cancer. Now, unfortunately, I've been through the cancer journey, you know, many times in my life with people that I've loved. I've lost my dad. I've lost my uncle. Uh, another family member had it. Um, so it's something that I'm, I'm very familiar with a good friend of mine. His, he was, his dad was like my, my second father, you know, he passed. So it, it's a disease I'm very, very familiar with. But when I was with my friend and I saw how everybody was reacting around him, like through that selfish, yeah. like, oh, you're going to get better. It'll be okay. Just stay f- you know, faithful, you know, just have faith. Um, go to, he went to Spain, like trying everything not to die. And he ultimately got to a point where he was like, I can't go on living like this. He's like, I have no quality of life. I'm in pain all the time. He's like, I'm wasting away. And I would just got to be with him and just kind of love him and support him on it. And it was a beautiful experience. And when he made his transition, he was ready to go. And I think, you know, kind of like you're talking about is that when we look at it through those filters and not knowing without really exploring it, that's when we get into our heads and we overthink, we overanalyze everything. And I think that's when death can be a sad and depressing thing instead of a natural part of life that we have to embrace, especially if you're at this midpoint journey, right? You're in midlife. Like you say, you're going to start losing friends. You're going to start losing family members. Your parents are going to start losing their friends and that's going to affect them. So like there's a wake of, of death that happens there's a wake that death often leaves in people's lives and i think if people don't see it for what it is and don't have the emotional tools to deal with it it can wreak havoc in their life and the relationships yeah i think that's the thing is having you just said it having the emotional tools to deal with it you know i have a family member close family member who lost her mother and father but they were both in their mid nineties, they lived long, happy lives. Mm. Yet she's still to this day, I'm talking 10 years now, you know, cry, miss my parents. Uh, why did they have to die? And she's blaming this one. This <laughs> doctor did this and this doctor right. did this, you know, and, and doesn't want to deal with it and cope with the fact that they're gone. And 
they're not around her anymore. But are they? Well, and you know, mm. as you were saying that, because you know, those certain words that, like in my brain go, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, the yeah." The follow up. So it's like they're gone, and I think that's what you know most would believe. As I said earlier, they're not here anymore, and they're gone. So let's start a discussion that are they really gone? And if so, where do they go? Because I know growing up Catholic, you if, if you're good, right, and you follow all the rules, and you eat, don't eat meat on Friday, <laughs> then you're you going go to go. Then you go to heaven. And if not, then you go to hell. Right. And for whatever reason, I never figured this out. If you're like in between, you got to go to like purgatory, purgatory, which is like, a, like, is like a holding cell for yeah, heaven. It's like the holding, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. Well, let's see. Let, let's go back and look at things. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, go, you go there, you hang out there and like how we'll long? We'll let you know. Like, yeah, how, how long are you there in purgatory? Like, is there anything you have to do? Do you have to, you know, is like the work release program? Do you got to clean the know. highways in, in heaven? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I think one thing to, and somebody said this to me once too, our body is energy, right? There's energy in us. Like literally, it's not something that's crazy woo-woo stuff. There's energy. So when your physical body dies, energy doesn't die, right? It just change fo- changes forms. Right. So it's got to go somewhere, Right. Yeah, because any energy can't be destroyed. It can only change forms. Right. So, you know, as I know some people, if you practice a religion, they'll talk about your soul, your spirit, yeah. right? Your chi. Um, and I think that's what we're talking about yeah. is that your physical body is a container for your soul, your for soul. this, for this energy. That energy. And so when your physical body dies, where does that energy go? Does it go to heaven? Does it, because I know, I believe it. It exists. Because, as you said, it has to because it's energy. It just changes yeah, form. Got to go somewhere. <laughs> right. So I don't think it, it stops existing. No. But where does it go? I don't believe personally in the work that I've done and the research and studying this area that it goes to like heaven because I don't believe in a heaven and a hell. I believe there's this parallel universe mm-hmm. where everything is in a state of bliss, in a state of unconditional love, which if you want to term that heaven. Well, then but, it's not a parallel universe. because That doesn't parallel this universe. Well, <laughs> well yes, I'm but it's an, it's an alternate no, I, unit. It's, a, it's an, an alternate, alternate one. Right. Um, and, you know, you've, they've talked about, you know, the five, you know, nine dimensions, however many uh, dimensions are. But know. there's this energetic dimension where that energy is able to hang out. Yeah. And, and what I've learned is that energy can co- can go back and forth amongst different universes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why, you know, very often we can experience things where we can feel the presence of deceased loved ones, or they can give us signs or we can feel their presence. You know, I've I've had a friend who um, his dad passed and he's like, he's like very, every so often he's like, I can smell my dad's cologne. Yeah. So I know that, you know, that the physical lens, and essences will come into this universe and still be there. So they know, I don't believe they ever truly leave us. Yes, their physical bodies leave us, but I don't believe their souls leave us. No, I don't believe that either. Um, just for just a quick story. Um, many years ago, many years ago, it was Joe's 40th birthday. Um, oh, I love this story. <laughs> and we had just had a small party, family party in the backyard. Not Nothing big, you know. Um, 
And the party was over. Now, our oldest son was three at the time, right? Yes. He was three. And I'm getting him ready for bed, you know, and he says to me, he goes, Mom, who is that man at the party? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, because he knew everybody there. It was my father, my grandfather, Joe's stepdad, a couple, two friends that, you know, we know that he knows new and we're very familiar with and my brother. And so it wasn't anybody there that he didn't know. So, so I said, what do you mean? What man at the party? He goes, the other poppy. And I'm going, wait a minute. My father's poppy. My grandfather was papa. And Joe's stepdad is pop-pop. Like the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what he called everybody. So he says, the other poppy. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting the chills now saying it. And I'm like, well, what was he doing? It's like, well, he was talking to daddy. I'm like, what was he wearing? Oh, he was wearing white. The frig? I'm like, Joe. <laughs> like, right. Now, for those of you who don't believe, and that's cool, I respect, but how can a three-year-old differentiate and see this essence, this energy, and then communicate what he was seeing? Is that and a coincidence? Was it a fever? Right, and no. understanding now, if you haven't caught on yet, the other poppy right. was Joe's dad, right. who passed away many, many right. years ago. In 1981. I, I never even met, I, right. you know. Um, so I was like, oh, my God. And if I, a couple, like, I would ask him the same question about it, my son, old, like, a, even after, and he always had the same story. So it wasn't like he was making things up or anything. He, like, the story stayed consistent. Yeah. yeah. And it, again, for those of you who think, who understand that there is a place where their souls go, whether again, whatever you want to believe, and that they are always with us, and they're always. Coming. I can't tell you how many people who've lost loved ones. I always say they're still around. Their presence will always be. When my dad died forty years ago, forty-two years ago, yeah, and his presence is still around, and he'll communicate. He'll give me signs every now and then, but. When somebody always loses a loved one, I tell them, look, they're still with you. Their soul will always be with yeah. you. And they'll let you know in ways that very often only you will know. And very often it's through weird coincidences, especially electrical activity. Yeah. And I had a good friend of mine and he's very old fashioned Italian. Like the mother is very strict and like they don't believe, you know, it's like what it says, in, you know, Catholicism says is, is the rules. And so after his dad passed, I said, look, trust me, this is what's going to happen. And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, the train that his father bought his, his, my friend's kids. The train under the Christmas tree. Yeah, train under yeah. the Christmas tree. Just went off like at like two o'clock in the morning. Okay. That's not a coincidence. And his mother, he's like, ah, I don't, still don't believe it. That's, you know, that's <laughs> bullshit. It was just a coincidence, electrical surge or whatever. A couple of weeks later, she's sitting in her kitchen and all of a sudden, the lights are off in the bathroom, and one of the bulbs just bursts. And wow. at that point, she's like, maybe there is okay. something to this. <laughs> and, you know, we've all, you know, heard stories, saw stories like that. And it's true. And But this is what we want to allude to. What if we can embrace death as not something bad, but as something good? 
as a natural transition that we're all going to go through. And those souls are still with us. They're just with us in a different form. Right. And, and when I hear stories like that, and you know, that story that literally happened to us, you know, with, with my son, with our son, and it makes you believe that there, there's gotta be something else out there. And what I believe is, and I've always said this, I believe that we life is too powerful and big of a creation to just end. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that it can just end. And you know, as you're saying that, I think that for people who believe that, it's just the easy way and the cop out so they don't have to really do the work to explore what it really is. Because it's like, oh, you know, it just ends. You're just turn, return to dirt. And that's just the way it is. I'm like, okay, but is that really your truth? Like, do your work, research. And it doesn't even have to be based in religion. I mean, no, this is just like science. Again, it, energy it, doesn't die. It just changes form. It, it's just life. It's just so all this energy and just life itself is so great. And so it's just so big and powerful of a creation that, again, I don't believe it can just end. Right. And, and, you know, as you're saying that, because I know some people are going to listen to that who may have lost children. Yeah. And, you know, and say, well, why did my, you know, kid have to die so early? Or why did, you know, my family member have to die so tragically? Is that I believe that every soul is on a journey. Yeah. And when they've come to. When they've completed what they've come here for on this journey, that's when it's time for them to make the transition. Right. And so I think when you can see it through that, that makes you feel good. You know, that gives you some peace and that gives you the ability. And not that it's easy at all. It's no, never, and, and you know, I think for most of us, we losing someone. Look, if you have a pet for 20 years, right, you, you're going to be sad. You're going to be depressed when you lose that pet. So to have someone in your life that you truly love and that you connect and you spend time with and enjoy, it's going to affect you. And I think that's the size of your heart. That's a wonderful thing. But I think it's when we carry all this emotional juice and hold on and don't have don't get to a place of peace and have closure. That's when it can be a very, very difficult thing. And I do also believe that when you are at the end of your journey or us, we're going to get the answers to why those things happened. You know, like, why did my I lose my child so young? Why? I, I believe that. And, gonna, and so right. can we get those answers before? Possibly. I, I think very often, again, if we look for them and, yeah. and open our hearts and truly seek to, okay, why did this happen? And and go study this. Like, there's so many things out there. Yeah. You know, just go to Goot, um, Goot, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Google and YouTube are combining? <laughs> That's a new company. Now, if, if you go to YouTube and just put like near death experiences, Oh, yeah. And you just watch some of these. They're all basically the same story. Okay. These people die. They get to this other place. And there's such, it's just nothing but love and light and peace and joy. And they feel s such an experience of what true unconditional love, which is, I think, the ultimate form of that energy, that they're like, they don't want to come back. And they're like, I don't want to go back. I, <laughs> I want to go back yeah, there. <laughs> I, I want to hang out. I want to hang out here. And that's why I think if, if we truly understood, what was on the other side, 
when our loved ones transition and we know that they're still going to be around, then we can celebrate. And it's right. something that I see happening now, which I absolutely love. We know we did it for my aunt. It's a people are doing now a celebration, celebration of, life of life versus, you know, wakes and funerals. And, and again, I respect anybody's right to do what works for them. But I think like a wake is like one of those strangest things it that is, we experience. Really if you think about it, you know, we went to a wake recently and, you know, everybody goes in and you pay your respects, you write your name in the book, you walk up, you kneel before the coffin, you say a little prayer, then you go over to the people, you pay your condolences. And then after everybody, after that happens, everybody goes into the corner and everybody's hanging out and it turns Talking. into like a party with like a corpse in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's like if you took the corpse, you'd be think you'd be at a party most of the time, unless it's like one of those really sad, well, demoralizing right. ones. Like, like when my, like when my mom died, right. right. There were so many people there and everybody was talking about her life. And it was it, like, it was a celebration right. of life. Right. Like nobody was, you know, yes, we were grieving, of course, but it was still like honoring her life. Right. And and I think that's now having, and they did that when my aunt passed about a yeah. year and a half ago. And it was just beautiful. Everybody went back to the house and it, it literally was a set of people got up. Everybody told stories yeah. and they put pictures and everybody celebrated her life. And I think that's really when we understand what a true transition is. And like, I don't call it, you know, people dying in, I call it a transition. And when we understand a person's, tr what a person's transition really is, we celebrate their life, their memory, whether they're a wonderful mom or whether wonderful daughter or wonderful aunt, yeah. person, Ever. friend, whatever it is. And that is so much more uplifting. Right. And I, you know what? It also costs a lot less. Oh my God. <laughs> the cost of funerals. That's insane. That's the business to be in. That's, you never go out of business. That, literally. That, that's that's insane. <laughs> oh you know, when, when, you know, your dad told me what they paid for your mom. <sighs> I was like, holy crap. It boggles my mind. No. And again, it's, you know, that's just people do what people do. But so there are some, there's the discount um, crematorium. There's the discount crematorium on the highway. Yes, Roof or Paramus, New Jersey. I don't know how it works, but they actually have a storefront where I guess you can go and bypass the funeral parlors and, and go and know. get cremated, um, which is but interesting. Anyway, but it is, it is crazy that the right. cost is but you know anyway for for those of you who are listening you know this was just to open up a dialogue yeah. to, to get you to think because you know you may be going through that now you may have lost people that you loved and you may be struggling with it or maybe you know your parents are getting up there and you're just seeing what they're going through and it's like you're dreading you know them yeah. making their transition but what if you can see it as through the eyes of you know what? They're not going to leave you. Yes, their physical body is going to leave you, but their soul, their energy, their is, energy is, is always going to be around you. And as they're making the end, they're getting to the end point of their life, getting ready to make the transition, that you embrace it as that. Right. And you love and support them on their journey. Because one of the things that I've read is very often the soul, when it knows the family members don't want it to leave, it becomes conflicted. Right. And it's and very often what happens is like the family members will get coffee and then the person will make their transition. Yeah. But when the soul knows that it is love and supported, then it makes a peaceful, loving transition. Like we did with like your with mom. My mom. That was, you know, it was absolutely beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, there were, I don't know how many it was like 10, 11 of us around her bed. There was, 
two. Four, She's actually going to count. Six, seven. Seven. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> um, so there were seven people literally around her bed, just there as she literally took her last breath. And, you know, I remember, you know, I remember this to the day I make my transition, but how loving your dad was. Yeah, yeah, that was. And he held her hand and he's like, you know, it's okay to go. Yeah. He's like, I'll see you soon. Yeah. And that was <laughs> That was tough, but yeah. it was beautiful. I, you know, it, it was, yeah. And it's like, that is love. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry. It just, it just like really, really hit me, but it it was just, it was beautiful. Like people say, you know, how can death be beautiful? But when it comes from that place where it's like, it's your time to go. It's okay. It's okay. We'll meet again. Yeah. He did say no. that. So he was stroking her hair. Remember, <laughs> he was stroking her yeah. hair. It was so beautiful. Oh my God. Now I'm remembering everything. It really was. And again, that that was that was that's true love. Yeah. And you know, and that's why we're doing this today is because what if we can see death through a different lens, see yeah. it through the eyes of the mind, that it is just a natural part of the process of our journey, and that those who make the transition are still with us in some capacity and their energy has just changed forms. It never, ever leaves us. How freeing could that be? Yeah. And how can that make our journey much better? Yeah. And how could we take any fear we may right. have about making our transition away so we can just make the most so that and when that, we get to yeah. the end, we have what? Yeah. A smile on our face and full and grateful heart. And grateful heart. <laughs> then it's a job well done, a life well lived. Right. So anything else before we wrap it up? No, just, you know, the grieving process is difficult, but I think knowing all this kind of will help help you get through it a bit easier. Yeah, and, you know, if you're going through this now yeah, and you're struggling with it, you know, find someone to talk to. Absolutely. You know, you're not alone. And just having someone in your corner who listens, who's there to love and support you through this, because it is a part of your journey too. It's learning to process, learning to heal, learning to get closure on that. So you can go forward and have a wonderful life. Cause I think we'll wrap it up with this. I think the greatest disservice in life, especially to that person who has made their transition is to not for you not to go forward and live a full and beautiful life. Right. When you're carrying the pain around and it's keeping you from living and right. loving and want. being who you were divinely created to be, I think that does the departed a great disservice. Yeah. But when you honor them by the way you live, by the way you love, absolutely, that's gold. Yeah. All right, my dear. All right, no homework today. No homework so today. I don't think. I think that's enough. One. But again, <laughs> if you have any feedback, any comments, or anything we do to support you, reach out. Yep. We love we and appreciate. Here. We'll see you next Thanks. week. Thanks. Bye. God bless.